Hey, security peeps, it is Renee Small. I am back here again in our Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast webinar series. I am excited to be here today with my fabulous co-host, Chris Fulham. Hey, everyone. Hey, Chris. And we have Eric Kamani here. He is our special guest for today. Say, hey, say hi to everyone, Eric. Hello, everyone. And Eric is visiting us for the, from the UK, which is always awesome to get folks that are international so they can share their stories with us. Um, and I will just jump right into this. I know Eric has and such an interesting story. It took him years eventually to break in. Um, we were just chatting about him, you know, taking seven, eight years to break into the industry. So, Eric, I'm just going to jump right in and ask right. you, tell me what you were doing beforehand. Tell the audience what you were doing beforehand and what got you interested in cybersecurity and how you eventually broke into the, to, to the industry. Uh, thanks, Renee. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, it's nice to be here. Well, my... My story is a bit unconventional, if I may use that word, because previously I actually had a career in the hotel business, and I'd been in the hotel business for, for the longest time possible. And at one point, I just got fed up. I thought, I, I can't be doing this. I didn't want to go into management or any any, any of that. And I thought, right. But I, I had a lot of interest in uh, in. Uh, in in IT, IT IT side of things, in my job uh, in the UK, I was working in a conference centre, and so you you had to do a lot of on the side IT, you know, IT work. The customers would show up there, they they needed connecting the wireless. You you know start troubleshooting. They would come in, or they needed to set up some audio, video stuff, you know, for presentation all that. So over time, my my my. My my interest really grew uh, from there, and I thought, well, maybe I should take a few courses here and there. So I I did a bit of A plus, didn't finish, took up a bit of a N plus, yeah, didn't finish as usual, and but I kept going though. But at one point, I, I had enough. I said, that's it. So looking at uh, and and where I live is is right next to uh, two universities. So really, that was enough to tell me it was time to go back to school. So I, I saw this course and I thought, you know what, that's what I need to do. So I went part-time for my job, uh, went back to university for, for three years and I took a bachelor's in uh, computer forensics, uh, which was which is quite interesting because you're, 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 you're sat there, all, every, pretty much everybody in the class is younger than you. They're still fresh from, you know, from school and I'm thinking, flipping heck, what is going on here? I mean, the modules, I, I just hated pretty much the programming side of thing. I hated that. I actually flunked my JavaScript uh, uh, course and, and I had to retake it again. And, you know, but I noticed something, though, that when it came to the, the networking course, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than anything else. Anyway, fast forward, I graduate. I can't get a job in uh, in forensics because I really want to, to go into forensics, uh, digital forensics. So I couldn't get a job. And I thought, well, I'll take the first job that comes up. So I, I, I go for an interview, get a job with uh, HP, or it used to be HP back then. I think it's it's merged with uh, other companies now. So get a job with uh, application support. That was really interesting. I, I got this job. I enjoyed it. You know, I was doing uh, application support, incident management, uh, you know, pretty much everything put together. So I, I 
a, a world with history for about two years. But even then, I was trying to build connections with people in security. But the only problem was the security function of the business was in, in another city. So I couldn't really move there and it wasn't as big. So I thought, well, it's, it's what it is. But I kept a lot of my reading, a lot of my personal study was what was geared to our security. So I, I, you know, I kept going. So in the last six, seven years, I've done, I've had roles from instant management, uh, application support, first line and second line, uh, Windows platforms, Linux platforms, uh, databases, which I don't like. And uh, I've had roles in a bit of testing as well. And, and I warn anyone out there, if you're going to go into testing, just be sure what you're getting yourself into. Because for me, it was, it was a nightmare, it's testing. But I did it anyway. And when I look back, it all adds up. It all adds up in the end. Because so the, my current company that I'm, I work for, uh, I, I joined as a, as a second line application support. But my main aim really was so that I could transition eventually to the cybersecurity uh, side of the company. And that's what I did. That was the best way for me to get in. And that was uh, a year ago. So that's how I, I, I ended up in cybersecurity. But I took the long road. So it, it, it was, it, I needed a lot of patience and waiting and self-study just to prepare to get, to get there. So to answer your question, that's how I actually ended up where I am right now. But it was the long road. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, what, when I speak to you, Eric, and, and everyone else that we've talked to over the past couple months, one of the things that is, um, is so fascinating is your resilience and your persistence. And it keeps coming up over and over again that you know, the goal, this was the goal. And even though it took me seven years, like I'm gonna get there. Even though you started, you got the computer forensics degree, like you Precisely. got a degree in the space and backdoored your way into getting into a company to eventually yeah. grow and transition to get into where you wanna be now. And look at all yeah. of the different steps, like look at all the different roles that you took that you didn't like. Um, there's so many, so many nuggets and so many, I think, takeaways from that. Uh, one being that, you know, what you don't like, you know, what oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the things you wouldn't like. <laughs> like I said, I hate databases, I hate programming, but from a security perspective, I realize these are ingredients that you will need. So uh, for instance, I take a lot of courses on say Udemy and, and, uh, and all other platforms not particularly because I want to, I really need these courses, but I realize if I'm going to understand how, you know, web applications get, uh, you know, get attacked, then I need to understand how web applications work. Right. So, you know, I take up a course on, you know, web development, JavaScript, and, and, and on all these languages, but I don't go very deep. I, I sort of just, I want to understand just how they work. And I find that really helps me. It actually informs my day-to-day -day job. That, that, that curiosity is, is critical because um, a lot of the times you'll find yourself 
in many of the, the different verticals within security that you have to know a little bit about everything. Sure. And then when you come across a problem, then you have to know where you, where to go to dig into it. But if you didn't right. have that surface level knowledge, right. um, it, it's hard to know where to dig into it. And um, yeah. like you said, it, it all added up. It all became part of you to, to make you who you are, to prepare you for this role. Indeed. And what I would say is I, I, I may not be, a, like, say, a server engineer, but I want to know how, say, Windows Server 2012 works. I can download, load, uh, you know, .iso copy and just, you know, plow through it, see what, what, it, what it's all about. I can easily download any, you know, Linux uh, uh, distro and, and, you know, find out how does it really work? What, what you know, what's in it that can inform me, you know, in the future. Because you read a lot about, oh, web applications uh, are vulnerable, for, you know, for you know, from you know A to Z. But then I really want to understand what what do they mean. But like with everything else, it's it's either sitting on a on a network. So understanding how networks work, I found is very important. It's there's probably a backend database sitting somewhere. That understanding does help. And it's probably ha it probably has a front-end web application. I want to understand how that works. And and the, the, the world that we live in now, everything is sitting somewhere on a cloud. I want to understand how that works. So like you're saying, Chris, in security, I have found you have to be curious. If, if you're not curious, then the, the whole security you know, field will, will just be a mess for you. You will not like it at all. Because there's that uh, many aspects of it. And that's something I've seen come up over and over again. And a lot of people might go, oh, there's a lot of money in this field. But you will get burnt out so quickly Agreed. if you're not in it for the right reasons. Agreed. And if you don't have that passion to learn and that passion to truly understand um, about it, you're you're going to end up um, burning yourself out and not being happy. But Agreed. then I'm sure... Renee loves the story that you're you're telling that you're curious, you're learning, you're you're always trying to figure out more because that's what employers want to hear. And 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 on top of that, I because I enjoy what I do, it makes it a lot easier. So I have to admit, I spend a lot of time sitting from my computer just learning something. You know, it might not be related, but I want to know how it works. I might not be able to use it every day. But I know someday down the line, I will bump into it. And then when I bump into it, I already have the knowledge. I'm not thinking, oh, you know what? I should have learned about this years ago. I don't want to get to that point where I'm, I'm needing to know something so urgently. I want to prepare for that time. But again, like I said, I, I, I do enjoy security and how it works. And of course, and like you said, Chris, it's because it's so wide, it's it's so easy to think, well, there's money in it, but then you need to know what you're doing though. You, you, if you're going to be good, if you're going to earn top money, you have to be really, really good, you know, because you, you can only blank your way in so much before you're found out. And that's the last thing you want. You know, and, and again, Renee, you mentioned something about interviews in, uh, I, anytime I go for an interview, 
the first thing I say to, to whoever is interviewing me, I tell them I'm the kind of person who, if I don't know, uh, if don't know an answer to your question, I will tell you I don't know. But I can guarantee you I know how to find my answers. Google is your friend. We've got Google. I mean, gone are the days when they used to write code on paper. And, and I do remember when I first started and when I was doing my application support, and we had we had a migration project from one city to, to, to where we were living, where we were working. We had to go down and get code that was on, written in, fold, in folders. It was all on paper. And you're thinking, wow, because it, I mean, they were still using a lot of uh, legacy applications, but it was, this is not stuff you can Google. If you don't know the answer, you just don't know the answer. And, and to be fair, I'm talking uh, mainframe applications and that type of stuff, you know. So again, it was, it was a learning experience. I, I learned a lot from that, uh, from that time. But any question that crosses my mind and I'm thinking, oh, how do I figure, figure this out? Any error messages, any, it pops up and boom, it's somewhere on Google. So the curiosity, the willingness to, to want to do your research I have found helps me a lot in my, you know, day-to-day, day-to-day work. And generally in, in, in security, I think a lot of your own personal uh, research, your own personal time in testing things out comes in handy. No two ways to it. No two ways to it. Such valid points. The similarities with you and so many of the folks that we've had on and on top of the curiosity that Chris talked about and um, the persistence, the one of the similarities I think is the continuous learning that everyone is looking to do um, and that you just learn about new things all the time. Um, and that makes you such a better, it's one of the things that many companies, I, I know for a fact managers as a whole leaders, they, this, is what, this is what they beg for. Right. Companies, you know, some companies are 100% focused on bringing people on who they know will be continuous learners, who are just, you know, the curiosity again, jumping in and learning something new and understanding because the more knowledge that you have and the more, you know, little pieces of what looks like disparate information will come together. Yep, you're back. Um, while we wait for Renee to come back, uh, right. how do you keep up with the industry? I, like I say, Chris, I, I, I do a lot of, you know, reading. Most of my reading is, is uh, security related. Uh, I follow a lot of podcasts, uh, a lot of, uh, maybe way too many podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I, t I take courses. I read a lot of, uh, you know, articles from, you mm -hmm. know, most of the uh, usual outlets, you know, the likes of Wired, Computer Weekly, that, that type of uh stuff so, and i do follow a lot of uh security guys on on uh on twitter as well and linkedin because okay. i find i learn i learn a lot from these people because they you know they're seasoned they've been in the industry uh, long enough so i you know i i follow them a lot and that does help me to keep me updated because security changes every day so yeah no, definitely. I agree with you. Um, it's one of the things that I do as well. I have a whole list of podcasts um, on my profile as well as RSS feeds that I monitor for new articles right. that are coming right. in, things like that. Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, 
So outside of your education, um, you mentioned you started some certifications. W what's your view on um, education, certification, oh. or hands-on <laughs> hands experience? Good question. What's your preference? I know, <laughs> I know that's a hot topic. And uh, just to backtrack a bit, uh, speaking of uh, uh, feeds, uh, news feeds, I use Feedly a lot. That you know, it's a it's a like an RSS aggregator. Fiddly does you know a brilliant job of putting it all together. And there's another tool that I use for Twitter. You you it pretty much gathers all your Twitter feeds that are important together. Now I can't I can't remember the name, but I'll, I'll put it on on the chart when I remember. Yeah, so I use that a lot. Now back to certification. Now you will you will hear people say, oh yeah, forget certification. You just want to be a certificate. Uh, What's the name they use for uh, such people? Certificate Warrior or something? And I say, oh, do you just want to... But again, it's, it's, for me, it's very personal. I, I don't care. I, I care for what I get out of this, uh, the, the learning process. It's not so much, here, I've got a certificate. This is good. I've got the degree. This is good. No, it's what I have learned. It's what I'm learning from this material. For me, that mm -hmm. really counts. Because if I could pick a book, say, right, I've, I've, I've done uh, Security Plus and SSCP. Sorry. And, and for very good reason. I, I took up Security Plus because I just wanted to, to broaden my, my, my knowledge, broaden my horizon a bit when it comes to, to, to that end. Because unfortunately, security for most is only deemed as a technology problem. Security is not a technology problem. Security is, is, is a combination of technology, people, and processes. And uh, I, I remember some time back, well, you know, so, yeah, some time back, I was reading about, you know, so you want to be, uh, to, to be a cybersecurity, uh, uh, to get in the industry, you have to pick a side. Do, uh, are, you, are, you, are you the technology person or are you the people process person? And I know myself, I love the people process side of, of cybersecurity. However, I want to know how the technology works. So that's why I will, you know, spin up a lab at home, try out different things. You know, I'll, 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 I'll take a course, you know, on, on, on web application, that kind of stuff. So I re I'm, I'm all for the, you know, for, for a holistic approach to cybersecurity as opposed to, oh yeah, I'm one-sided. Now you'll hear the techies go, yeah, forget all that governance, risk and compliance stuff, you know, forget it. And then you'll hear the other people, the, the GRC people go, oh, hold on one second, you can't, you can't do your technology without us. And, and there's this battle of, oh, we are better than that, you're better. To me, it's, it's a whole lot of nonsense because I don't care how good I get in whichever field in the technology in, in the in, in the governance risk and compliance side of things if my skills are not supporting the business they're pointless so 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 I can I can write you know 10,000 lines of code to do a b c d but if this is not supporting the business that's not good so maybe I'm the guru in in uh, g gdpr but if that's not supporting the business what good is it? It's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not good for me. So no, no, no. I, I hear you. Um, Chris Chris Roberts is one of the the gentlemen that um, I see as a mentor, um, and one of the things that 
I've seen his school of thought is that right. you, you can't just have technology. You have to have the people in the process and you have to work with the business because Agreed. you can throw all the technology at it all day and it won't help if the people are not following the instructions or they, they, they don't see why um, a password is important or Correct. why not clicking on the link is important, all these Correct. little things. Right. Um, so to kind of circle back, um, tell us about your journey um, transitioning from not security to security. How many right. interviews did you go on? Uh, tell us the dirty details. All right, right. Now, just, just I have to mention Chris Roberts is, what is, is one of my, my favorites. I, I've learned a lot from him. I met him last year uh, in, in London for, uh, for the DevSecOps uh, meeting, and, and he's incredible. Oh, nice. A lot of information, a lot of uh, a lot of help, you know. So y you get to learn from these people, and I agree with you. His 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 thinking is, whatever it is, it's got to support the business. Anyway, so how did I get in? The my, I would say my interview was not because I was an internal candidate. It wasn't as 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 uh, how do I put it? It wasn't as difficult as if I was an outside candidate. So I had more like an internal advantage, if you like. But then again, my approach was join the company, but because I know this company has a big uh, cybersecurity function, that's where I want to end up. So I made it very clear uh, to my manager from the beginning that, that further down the line, this is what I really want to go into. And you know, and I, and I was doing second line support, and and but my my thinking, my my direction was going towards uh, towards cybersecurity. So when when I got interviewed for the cybersecurity uh, role, it, the the interview was very interesting. But of course, there were gaps in my knowledge, and it was very clear in my interview. I say, right, I, I don't think your networking in particular is. And I said, yes, I know my networking is not where it's supposed to be, you know, but I need to get my networking skills up to scratch. So I think when it comes to interviews, identifying your skills gap is very important and being honest with where the gaps are and how are you going to fill these gaps? That, that for me is key. So internally, the, 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 it wasn't it wasn't that challenging but here's another thing that that i do is just just for practice i will apply for a job and i will go for an you know get an interview and i'll go for the interview just to get interview practice and i've learned a lot and the kind of questions that you know they ask what they're looking for and you learn a lot because interviewing is a skill by itself there's the interviewing part of the skills, and then the knowledge, uh, subject knowledge of the area you're being interviewed in. So you need to have all this. So you need to know how to, you know, how to get to the interview. First yeah, of all, yeah. how to get your resume through, the CV we call it, how to get it through so that you can get an interview. So it's those are skills just by themselves. So first of all, if you, if you don't get your CV right, your chances are you're not getting an interview. And when you get an interview, you're not getting a job if you don't perform very well on the interview. It, it doesn't particularly mean you don't know your stuff. So th these are other skills, I would say soft skills that you need as well. So 
yeah, with the interviewing, you 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 also have to research the company. You have to research the company, know what they do, and and have, and be generally interested in 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 what they do. But it all goes back to uh, targeting. How do you target? Do you have a list of the companies you would like to work for? You know, do you do you have connections with the right people? Say, for instance, on LinkedIn, do you know who the sort of decision makers are? You 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 have to start engaging with these people way in advance before you actually need a job. That, that's that's the way I see it. So build that uh, connection. So when the day comes and you need it, you're already past the get the first gate. That, so that that's the approach I I like to use. And do you do you build those connections um, just on LinkedIn, just on Twitter? Do you go to local meetups or conferences? Uh, how do you do that? Uh, right, it's 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 a combination of basically the three things you mentioned. I I don't go to as many meetups as I would like. Well, partly because I work uh, my 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 role is a shift shift role, so I work all sorts of shifts. So sometimes you know that's my excuse. But I do, uh, like I say, last year I, I did attend the DevSecOps uh, um, meeting in London. Great, you bumped people like uh, Mark Miller of part uh, of the Phoenix uh, project. You made the, the likes of Chris Robert. So you build uh, connections with people who have connections who have connections that you can follow and learn from as well. And yeah, so I, I have to. Say, I don't go to as many meetups as I, as I would, but I do contact people a lot on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and I contribute as well. So it's it's a it's a community effort, let's put it that way. And speaking of community, um do you what do you do to be become part of that community? Do you give back? Do you what do you do to keep um building that passion for the community? I, I you you have to give back. And by giving back, in most cases, say for instance, there's a role going at, at my job, or there's a role going. Some uh, a recruiter probably has contact you saying, "Well, I've got a role here." And if 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 it's um, if I'm it's something I'm not interested in, I would say, "Listen, I've, I know someone else who might be interested in," and I would refer them to this person, or I would refer someone to my job and say, "Well, there's a role going. Why don't you try it?" So I try to to contribute that way. Or if, if say I, I've you know I come across a really interesting, uh, a really interesting article, and I'll, I'll share that on LinkedIn or whatever it is I'm reading. I'll just throw that in on my LinkedIn feed, and it's it's that engagement that I find that it actually helps me to learn and to be updated on what's happening because cybersecurity is it's not like physics, you know the laws of physics don't change. Cybersecurity changes every day. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and if you're not updated, you'll be looking at things that happened last year, thinking, "Oh, is this new?" It's like, no, that's that's what's going, you know, going down at the moment. So, being current is for me is crucial. Yeah, and, and part of it is learning from other people. So, based on we're approaching the the top of the yeah, hour the or the top of the yeah. half hour now, um, right. so. Time for like the last question. So, in summary, um, 
what advice, what sage piece of advice would you give to someone uh, coming along this journey that you've went through um, that you think would be the most beneficial to them? Uh, I think the most important thing is to, 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 first of all, I would say have a plan. Have a plan, write it down. Write it down and follow through. But you need to have a very concrete, concrete plan. But the other thing is you have to be very patient with yourself. I mean, from the time I graduated, from the time I actually got my first security, uh, security gig, we're, we're looking at six, seven years. But don't forget whatever else you're doing now, work with that. Use that. Don't, 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 don't wait until you get to a point where you need the skills. Start learning. Start building up your, 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 your say, your arsenal of tools. To get to where you need to go, you've got to start now. It's not yeah. going to happen. You have to start now. For instance, I, I'm way, way below the, the, the five-year mark for getting a CISSP, but I've started studying for that material. Mm -hmm. So well, you have to go on. I was going to say with the CISSP, you could always get the associates, and then exactly. as you build up that, the experience, you, you can then exactly. qualify for that. But, right, and, that's, um, and that, that's, that's my attitude exactly. I don't want to get to five years and think, oh, now I've got to do this uh, CSSP. I'm thinking, no, I'll do it now. Get it out of the way. So, yeah, all I'm saying is uh, the, the last thing I would say is for, and, and, I, and I use this a lot, I would say for everything, there is a price to pay. But the question is not when are you going to pay the price. The question is when are you willing to start paying the price because you've got to start. If you want something, you've got to start. Start somewhere. Start, start doing it yourself, and then you, you'll be surprised because the rest of it will just start you know, uh, coming together as you go along. You start meeting the right people. You start bumping into the right you know, materials and tools. You never know. Just, just start. Start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for your time today. No, uh, thank it's you. Been it's been a real pleasure. Um, unfortunately, we lost our name, um, <laughs> but <laughs> luckily we're still we're yeah. still able to continue. Um, so thank you very much, and um, have a great day. And you too. Have a good afternoon. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yep. Take care. Okay. Bye. bye.